AM 750 WSB. to tell you that America is on the wrong track. Then the only way we're going to get back on the right track is that we have got to have the right leader in the White House. Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us. Because we're going to tell you the truth. Give you the facts. Because we want you to be better informed to help make this a better United States of America. Breaking news. Breaking news. Every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. Hey, Herman. Let me start with some questions that have come up about delegates. And let's see if I know, and I said to the listeners, I said, this is a Jamie question, and he'll (laughs) be able to clarify this for us first. Uh, The delegate, just to say real quickly, yes, the delegate selection rules are very confusing. Uh, they're different in every state for a reason. Because Shocker! Every state that's has what their I own said. Way to do it. They're yeah, different exactly. all over the country. <laughs> and and so uh, it, that's why, uh, for example, a few weeks back, just real quick, Herman, just to set this up for your question, when Marco Rubio got out of the race, uh, I had a lot of listeners email me and say, okay, well, where do his delegates go? And I wasn't trying to be a pain in the behind, but my answer was, it depends on which state, because every state's rules are different. So right. go ahead. Well, that's question number one. Now, now question number one is, who who are the delegates okay, after ex- the primary vote is done? For example, in, in a few states, you as the, uh, let's say you are Ted Cruz. In a few states, you get to pick who your delegates are, but only in a few states. And so you get a list of people together and you give that to the state officials and the party. And okay, those are your delegates. If, if, if you win that state. Well, not even if you win, if you just get delegates in that state. You can, you can, uh, it's only like five or six states where you can do that. Mostly, the delegates have to be chosen by either at the the local level, the county level, the district level, or the state level. For example, just the other day in North Dakota, we had the, the Republican State Convention, and it was there that they elected. The, the 25 delegates who will go, along with the three uh, party leaders, to the convention from North Dakota. Right. So uh, it was basically a beauty contest. You put in your name, and everybody else did, and whoever got the most votes in the top 25, they were the ones who get elected to go to the convention. Uh, there also you can run as a as an alternate uh, because not only do you have the regular delegates but you have the alternates as well. So there's a there's a long process which can be as easy as one gathering or multiples to get to that point. Uh, along the way, you got to know the rules of well. This is when you apply. This is when you put in your you know your papers and more. We already saw down. Remember in the Virgin Islands a little battle over who would be the uncommitted delegates there. That one may have to be settled in Cleveland by the Republicans. So there's a whole host of rules. For example, uh, Wisconsin, let me see if I can just dredge something up since we're talking about that today. They will, the delegates will be allocated today. You know, so Ted Cruz will win X and, and uh, Donald Trump will win Y, you know, like that. Right. But afterwards, over the next few weeks, you have district gatherings at which national convention delegates are then selected locally. And then in uh, mid-May, there is the state Republican convention in Wisconsin, in which the statewide delegates are selected 
by the candidate that wins uh, statewide. So you get to figure out who your delegates are. But in some states, it's not done like that. It's done by whoever wins the vote. And so that's why Ted Cruz has gotten all of this focus recently, because he's been able to get his people into these slots for delegates in these states, even though maybe he didn't win those delegate slots. But he's been, uh, just as Ron Paul did in 2008 and 2012, Ted Cruz has been able to take advantage of the rules to get his people involved in this along the way. And this is where the Trump organization has not been as strong as the Cruz organization. Now, for example, with Florida, since that one was a few weeks ago, 99 delegates. Now, are those then also later elected by the Florida GOP? Yeah, they. in fact, they start having district gatherings to elect the delegates, three per congressional district, according to the results of the primary. So, in a sense, they would have to uh, vote for Trump on at least the first ballot, I believe. But they don't have to be... Um, actual supporters of Trump, as the way I understand it. Right, okay. But the, each candidate can submit a list of delegates in Florida. It's different. So you, I would assume in Florida that they will be able to have the Trump people, 99 people who definitely do support them along the way. But other states are not like that. So every different, every state is different along the way. And that's what makes it so confusing. And I have to sort of chuckle when I do hear Donald Trump say, ah, those rules, I, you know, I don't like those rules. Well... That's part of the whole process here. And four years ago, it was Ron Paul who was trying to undermine Mitt Romney along the way uh, by getting his own people installed in there so they wouldn't vote for Romney when the time came in the convention. And, you know, something like that could occur here as well. So the fact that... It's not just the primaries. It's not just... That's what I think is hard for people to understand. We focus so much on the Tuesday votes. Right. You know what I mean? But it's a lot more than that. It's a lot more than that. So... When it says that the current delegate count for Donald Trump is 735, those 735 may or may not vote for Trump. Well, each each state has a different rule on how long you are bound to vote for the person you're bound to. Right. Um, in some states, you have to vote. You're bound for one ballot and others for two and others for multiple after that. Uh, so it really depends. And also that 735 would be squishy, uh, depending on how certain news organizations uh, count up the votes here and there. But uh, th- I think that's a good ballpark as to where uh, uh, where the candidates are right now. But in terms of, I-, I don't think anybody could give you an exact number right now of how many delegates that each person has, uh, simply because there can be arguments as to how many you won in what states and more. I mean, we saw, we saw wow. a few weeks ago where uh, in Alaska... They, they took away the delegates from Rubio and reapportioned them. And then Rubio said, hey, wait a second. I haven't quit, quit. I've just suspended. And so then they restored the delegates to Rubio and kept uh, Cruz in the lead there. Uh, so, uh, again, this may, I think for a lot of people, they look at this and say, oh, this is ridiculous. This is the, uh, the, this is the party and, and, the, and, the, and, and the establishment holding on to their power. Well, you know what? The rules are the same for everybody. In this, and it's Ted Cruz who has done the the best work so far to use the rules to his advantage. It doesn't mean that he's doing anything wrong or is exploiting some kind of loophole. It's that this is a tried and true way of making sure to, uh, how you can get your people in there. So if there is a second ballot, then you can have a better chance to move on. Now I did not know this is new news. Something you just said. Some delegates are bound beyond just the first ballot. Yes. Ah. Any idea how many? No, I don't know off the top of my head. That's something that we'll learn. But some are bound to stick with 
who they went there for for maybe two two rounds or three rounds. Yes, you're absolutely right. Wow. And and see that's the thing. Um, like uh, well, Georgia here in the state in the state law there in Georgia it says uh, the delegates are uh, pledged to the candidate that they are selected to support. Uh, or until the candidate releases the delegates. It says no delegate shall be required to vote for that candidate after two convention nominating ballots. Right. So there, you, in Georgia... It's two. It's two. Okay. And no more. Now, here's the, uh, the interesting part, is that there's nothing that's said about the vice president. Uh, and so that could be a wide-open scene at, at a convention. Again, I still think we're jumping way ahead, but it's a reminder that there is, there is no hard and fast rule for how delegates are treated or how they are dealt with in this, because it's 50 different, well, it's actually more than that, because you have the territories as well. But it's every state has different rules in how you're dealt with as a delegate. And, for example, Pennsylvania is a great one. We've got them coming up uh, three weeks from today. Right. Pennsylvania has a very weird setup uh, that some uh, call a loophole primary, because you elect the delegates directly on the ballot. Their names appear right there on the ballot. But some states, like Illinois, at least give you the indication it'll say Herman Cain, and then in parentheses it'll have the name of the candidate that you're supporting. And you'll say, oh, well, you know, he's a Jones candidate. I'll vote for him. But in Pennsylvania, the, the names of the delegates appear on the ballot, and you have no idea who they are voting for. They're just, their names are there. Uh, one of the newspapers in Pennsylvania this week has gone out and interviewed every single person on the Pennsylvania ballot uh, who's a delegate uh, to try to figure out who they're for. And some have said, well, you know, uh, I'll vote for whoever wins my district, or I'll vote for Cruz, or I'll vote for Trump, or I'll be uncommitted. But none of that will be listed on the ballot. You'll have, most people will go in there and vote in Pennsylvania for the, the, the beauty contest and then have no idea who they're voting for for the delegates afterward. So you could have a really weird outcome there uh, three weeks from today. So you won't know. No. They won't say on the ballot. Now, but the presidential candidates will still be on the ballot so you're going yes. to vote for presidential candidates and you're going to vote for delegates yes but whoever wins the popular vote that doesn't necessarily say that they're going to get those delegates uh no it does not uh, in there are for example there are 71 delegates for the gop in uh, pennsylvania 54 of the 71 appear directly on the ballot in what is known as a loophole primary so you have to vote directly for them if you win the state you get 17 delegates overall so you're guaranteed that but the other 54 it's almost a random kind of thing and some of them uh, will get elected and they will be un unpledged uh, on purpose so that they're in a sense a free agent and you won't know no you won't how know. they're gonna vote until you get to the convention I saw somebody uh, post yesterday on Twitter that one guy who was on the ballot in Pennsylvania had told three different stories to three different news organizations about who he would support if he were elected as a delegate. Um, Again, uh, this is, uh, I, 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 I urge everybody, see, we've, we've spent an entire seg segment on this because it is so crazy. Uh, if we get to this point, it, all bets are going to be off. It's going to be the wildest thing you've ever seen. I'm still not convinced we're going to get there. But if Ted Cruz wins today, uh, certainly that will take us one step near to the possibility of an open convention for the Republicans. Sounds like the wild, wild west, <laughs> but well, in see, Cleveland. See, that's the thing here. It, it re <laughs> it's a reminder of how important the rules are. Yes. And, you know, um, I I'm always reminded of before a big golf major, 
Uh, Jack Nicholas used to always say that if you heard one of the golfers grumbling about the way the course was set up or, you know, how the, the course was, that you checked him off because he wasn't going to win because he was complaining about it. <laughs> and, and I do have to say that if you're complaining right now about the rules, you know, these rules have been in place for years, yes. and for several years. And if you haven't noticed them until now, then you haven't done your homework whether as a just a viewer, a listener, or an actual candidate or staffer of that candidate. Uh, it's, it's no secret. Uh, I mean, it's, they're, they're weird rules and they're complicated, but it's not like they've come out of nowhere right now. Well, tomorrow we will be able to talk about the actual <laughs> results in Wisconsin, which I look forward to. <laughs> and uh, we'll have more on the delegate selection rules over the next few weeks. And maybe you can tell us which delegates go with which candidate tomorrow uh, and then morning? Let me tell you, there are a few, like I said, Pennsylvania's <laughs> one of them. There are a few states where it's very, very weird, yes. Well, thanks a lot, Jamie. See you, Herman.